Tonight we will notice the gospel of Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 25. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. If we would, uh, we would like to speak with you a little while tonight. On the topic, check your load. Check your load. This scripture here about these virgin carries a little controversy among some pertaining to just what this oil represents. That I'm not going to deal with tonight. But we know this, that that oil represented the ticket that got the wise inside. So I want you to check your life and be sure that you have that thing in your life that's going to get you inside. Inside. Because that is the ultimate. When we get to heaven, when we get inside, it's not going to be no question what it represents. We will just ask Jesus and he will tell us all about it. For our concern today is to know that we have it inside. You see, uh, the Bible says these, these foolish took their lamps, but they took no oil. And I want to know from you tonight, do you have the goods? Or have you, like so many others, backed up? to the dark of Christianity, and left without salvation. You know, sometimes we, we get in a hurry to do. I remember when I played football. The coach would always tell the running back, tuck the ball in before you run. Tuck it in before you run. The Bible says those, those fools, those foolish versions, took their lamps and took off. And they left what they need to get inside. When I worked back in Carolina a little while ago, I was a shipping clerk. And when the truckers would come in to pick up their shipment, I would give them their ticket and point them to their cargo. And it was to them to put it on the truck. One of the drivers I remember very well got upset because he thought it was the shipping clerk's duty to load his cargo. And I says, no, 
my job is appointed out to you, and you load it yourself. You see, the preacher's job is to show unto you the way of salvation. But it is you to determine whether you're going to take it inside. So I want you to check your Lord and, and be sure you've got the goods. Because you're going to need it. Or did you back up to the dock and it just fell off by the wayside? The Bible talked about a saw that, that went out to sow one day. And he was sowing seeds. And he said, one, uh, some of the seed fell by the wayside. You see, those foolish backed up to the dock and their cargo just fell by the wayside and they took off. Sometimes you wonder why some people just run so free and they do whatever they want and seem as though not to be condemned. They left the cargo on the dock. If we've got real salvation, pure religion, undefiled, it will retain us sometimes. You can't go anywhere if you got the goods. You can't do anything, you can't say anything, and if you get too loose, you better check your load. And be sure you got it on the inside. That your salvation didn't fall by the wayside. For the Bible says, those, those, those seeds that, that fell by the wayside, the fowl came and devoured them. There is a devil out there. There's a real devil. And he will take your salvation. Even when you're at the altar. Don't come to the altar and pray and let somebody pat you on the back and say, You've got it, brother. No. Pray until you feel a change inside. Pray until God regenerates your heart. Check your load. And be sure you've got the goods. Be sure that you are saved. That is working out in your life. That you are sanctified. That you felt that cleansing. That you are pure and that your thoughts are pure. And that you go to clean places. And you select your friends and who you run with. Be sure. Check your load. But not only that, after you get it. After you get it. Be sure it's rooted and grounded. For the Bible said that that sower kept on sowing. And some of the seed fell in stony places. And because they, they had not much earth, they, they sprung up early. But as soon as the sun came up, they were scotched. You see, uh, 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 loading those trucks, if you put your cargo right on the tailgate, when you move off into the streets and you hit the bumps here and the bumps there, it's going to all fall off. Yeah, I know some people preached about, you know, that... That, that you could have the oil, that some of them had oil, and, and it leaked out. Well, that's good preaching, and you can lose your salvation, but the Bible says them fools didn't take it in the beginning. But you can have it and lose it. So be sure that it's all the way in. Paul said that being rooted and grounded, you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the height and the depth. Amen. 
When some people want to trust God for healing, others want to push them to a doctor. Be able to understand when someone comes to you for prayer and wants you to help them. The Bible says being rooted and grounded. Get a good grip on salvation. Get it all the way in and let it work out in your life. Check your load. Be sure what you care. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. A cry is going to be made. So as you travel, you know, uh, ever since I got saved way back young, way back young, every time we go to special meetings, uh, the pastor would announce special meetings. My first thing was, I wanted to pray through. Every special meeting I wanted to pray through. I wanted to check and see that, that I still got what I got a long time ago. That it is still working out. You know why I feel some of us need to check our loads? I wonder sometimes how people can come to church and we could sing the, the spirit-filled songs of Zion. People could give good testimonies. The preacher preaches hard out and you can't even say amen. You better check your load. You better check your load and see that you have that pure religion. Amen. See, if you have got, do you have what Jeremiah had? Amen. You see, I know that, that this road gets rough and rugged. And we are bumped and battered by the sons of time. But oh, if you got the goods. Yes, if you got the goods. Yeah, Jeremiah was beaten, bumped about. Israel was stiff-necked. And he preached his heart out. And they wouldn't listen. And he got tired. And he said, I'm going to quit. But oh, he had the goods. Yes, he had the goods. God gave it. He tried to quit. And I could just view some time in my mind. Is that old prophet tried to quit. Leaving Jerusalem. Going down to his house. But somewhere between Jerusalem and his house, religion burned his bones. And he cried, oh, this thing's like fire. I wonder, if you have the fire, how do you contain it? How do you contain it? When you come to church day after day, week after week, year after year, and then can sit there and don't testify. Check your load. When you can meet sinners day after day on the streets and never speak a word for Christ, check your load. Be sure you've got the goods. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. You know, that sower kept on sowing. And the Bible says some of those seeds fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and took them out. Now those, those thorns represent the traffic of life. You see, those versions slumbered and slept. That represents the time between conversion and death or the coming of Christ. Yes. We don't get saved and just fly off to heaven. That would be easy. But no, between conversion and heaven, there's some living going on. Real living going on. When we get saved, God don't take us out of the real world. Now, he said, you that live godly must suffer persecution. 
We're going to be bumped and battered. We're going to be talked about. We're going to be buked and scorned. And sometimes you better check the Lord and see what living has done to you. I had some friends who used to drive cattle trucks. And if any of you ever drove those cattle trucks, you know that those drivers have to stop every once in a while and check them out and be sure they're all still on their feet. If one fall over, the other will trample them to death. You see, as we are beaten back, sometimes a little root of bitterness will spring up. And sometimes we better check our Lord. You see, the devil will take out something and give us something else. He will take out that joy and give us hatred. He'll take out peace and, and give us emulation. Amen. He'll take out long suffering. Give us strife. You better check your load. Not only that you got something, but what you got. Amen. It hurts my heart. When I sit on the platform and look over congregation and the spirit move and you can't even smile. Check your load. Where's that joy pressed down, shaking together and running over? God said he'd give it. You can't smile, you better check your load. Because after a while, a cry is going to be made. Midnight is going to come forth. That angel of God is going to cry, come my people. You know what? Somebody is going to reach for their good that they thought they had. And it won't be there. But ah, oh, you don't have time to go back to the dock then. It's going to be too late. Better check your load now. Amen. Don't, don't take for granted I've got what I had. Know that I've got it. Yeah, those, those foolish versions just, just went along. They never bothered to check. But those wise, see, they, they, they got oil in their vessels with their lamps. Those foolish took the oil of the lamp and no oil. Paul says they have a form of godliness, but not according to knowledge. They have a form of godliness, but denying the powers thereof. Amen. When you can't stand nothing, when everything irritates you and you get upset in a hurry, you better check your load. See, you still got long suffering in there. Amen. Check it out, folks. And see that, that we have what God gave us in the onset. Yes, because God is going to cry after a while. Look, folks, it's not going to be long and it's going to be all over. It's going to be all over. Look at the signs of time. We're living in the last days. And the devil is on the rampage. Amen. He's oppressing. And this business of, 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 uh, of thinking we've got and we don't have, we better do something better than that. Professing and not possessing. No, you know, everybody want to be footloose and fancy free. They want to unload. But now there's a burden that go along with this thing. Yes, it is. Remember that rich young ruler that came to Jesus and said, Good master, what can I do to be saved? And Jesus visited, why call me, me good? 
And Jesus began to tell him about, about the law of Moses. And he said, uh, Jesus, I kept that all my life. He had his lamp. He had his lamp. Jesus was proud about that. And the Bible says Jesus, beholding him, loved him. He had his lamp. But Jesus said, you lack something. Go home. Sell what you got. Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus gave him six orders. Go home. He could do that. He knew the way home. Sell what you got. That's all right. I can handle that. Come back to me. Good. But what am I going to do with my good? Give it to the poor. Okay, if I give it to the poor, when I come back to you, what are you going to give me? I got a cross for you. Yeah, look, folks, we can't get around everything. We used to sing a song back in Carolina that says, no cross, no crown. You're going to bear something. Be sure. Check your load. See what you got. You know why? Somebody's going to stand and knock. At heaven's door and not going to get entry. And if we take the Bible and believe it, when we look at this scripture, half of the professing Christians are not going to heaven when Christ comes. So the Bible says, two shall be on the housetop, one taken and one left. Two in the field, one taken and one left. Two at the mill, one taken and one left. Ten versions, five made it and five was left. Where are you? What half are you in? Sitting in the pew don't make any difference. Having your lap don't make any difference. But oh, do you have salvation? When you're back up to the dock of Christianity, did you load on salvation? Did you get it rooted and grounded? Did you get saved the Bible way? Did you pray until Christ came in? And his spirit bear witness with your spirit that you was a child of God? Or did you shook some preacher's hand and put your name on the roll and picked up a lamp and started walking? No. You got truly sanctified? You know, I marvel at how long we stay on the altar sometime for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Is it really, is it really the power of the Holy Ghost we're waiting for? Jesus has a gift. I'm going to give it to you as soon as you are truly sanctified. I feel the problem with the church today is too many of us are not truly sanctified. Set apart has dedicated our lives to the death and say, God, I'm yours. God, I'm yours. I remember Brother Bush too well. When we were singing some of the songs back in Carolina, we were singing, I'll go where you want me to go. He stopped it in the middle of the song and said, please don't sing a lie. Have you dedicated to God that I'm going to give you my life in the fullest? That I'm going to be what you want me to be? Check your load. See what you got. Be sure that you got it like Jeremiah. That's the way I like for us to have. You know, Jeremiah weren't, didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost abiding in his life every day. No, it couldn't stay then. But he was sanctified in that burn. 
and a sanctification burn in Jeremiah's bone, how much more should the Holy Ghost burn in our bones? How much more should it empower us to witness and to be a witness in whatever way God wants? Can we suffer? Remember what God told Ananias about old Paul? He's going down and he's prayed, and I've assured him how he's going to suffer for me. Can you suffer for him? That's part of salvation. Long suffering. Let's be sure that we're in the right half. Let's be sure that we're in the right half. And that we have it rooted and grounded in our souls. And that we are awaiting the day, and that we won't be disappointed in that day. That when we hear that voice saying, come my people, enter into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee, that we can leave this earth. We're going to have to have the goods though. We're going to have to have the goods. Amen. You know what Michael Malachi the prophet says? He says, in that day we will know who is serving God and who is not. Today you might sit in the pew and, and put it over on the preacher, but all oh, the angels knows. Yes, they knows. And there will be no mistake. And you know what? More than the angel know, you know. You know God is faithful. He'll tell you that you better check. You know, sometimes we don't like to check. There's a song that they sang says, There's room in my heart where even I don't go. I encourage you tonight to go on in that room. That little thing that God been picking at for the longest, go on and deal with it. We don't like to deal with those things, those, those sticky areas, those gray areas. And God is trying to get us to deal with some of those gray areas of our lives. Hey, you better go in and check it. That's, a, that's an open door. Your tailgate is down on your truck and your goods are bouncing out. It's the little fox, the Bible says, that destroy the vines. Go on in that room and see what's in there God want to clean up. Check your load. Check your load. You know, I just almost asked how many of you have prayed through in this revival? How many of you have prayed until the Spirit witnessed with your soul that you are a child of God in this meeting? Now, I know somebody saying, I've neglected that. But, oh, the meeting is not over yet. We're still on the top side, and the rapture didn't happen today. But there's no guarantee it won't be tonight. You better check. I mean, just because you were saved uh, yesterday, you better be sure you're saved today. One of the things I learned when I was a truck driver, that every morning... You check the oil and water, and, 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 and uh, the oil and the water, the gas speaks for itself. I encourage you to every meeting, at least every meeting, pray through, know where you are, know that you are still saved, that you are still sanctified, that the fire of the gospel is burning in your souls. And when you could sit meeting after meeting and don't even say amen, you barely sing the songs, you better check yourself. 
When you don't ever get happy for nothing, you better check. You've lost it somewhere. The preacher last evening said, be honest with yourself. Paul says, if a man will examine himself, then, 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 then the others don't need to do it. Amen. You know yourself better than the preacher do. And you know what? The preacher's not going to be there when you're trying to get into heaven. It's going to be one defense lawyer, Jesus. And when he says to the Father, that's mine, that's all you need. Case closed. But oh, when he says, I don't know you, that's all case closed. Check your load today. See what you're carrying. Be sure there's no envy and strife and malice. Living do that to you. Yeah, sometimes it happened between church folk. The devil brew up contention between church people. Don't let it stay there. The Bible says anger rests in the bosom of fools. I know something aggravates you, but don't stay mad too long. Pray it through. If a saint do it or a sinner do it, pray it through. If you don't like what the pastor say, pray it through. Don't let it be caught too late. Don't be like those fools, the foolish versions. Don't be like them. When the time to go in, you don't have what it takes. Be sure you check now. Father, door of mercy, you had a job. God is calling someone tonight. Someone haven't been checking. I feel in my soul someone haven't been checking. It may not be that you've lost it all, but you're losing it. Get a grip on it. Get a grip on it. Get it rooted. Get it grounded. God is going to come after a while. Ask God to, 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 to give you that, that, that joy back. Do you remember the Bible said over in Revelation, he had one thing against that church. They had left their first love. God liked that vibrant spirit. When we could come to church with a, with a kick in our steps. When we are eager to go there. And we sing those songs of Zion until our lungs hurt sometimes. Amen. And when you look at someone else over in the church, you can say, Amen. It's hard to say amen when you don't have the goods. And if you can't say it, you better check your load. Amen. God love you. And may heaven smile upon you. And I think I've said enough. God help you to be sure that we have the goods.